Start your own radio show now and join our amazing radio family of fun and interesting talent. Be the radio star you've always wanted to be. Visit latalkradio.com or email info at latalkradio.com now and start your own show today. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Uh, Alan, are you on? Yes. Uh, can you hear me, Keith? I, I am. Beautiful. Uh, our guest is calling in right now. Great. Uh, let's. Hello, Larry. Are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi, Larry. Hi, Larry. Welcome to the show, buddy. This is uh, Al- this is Alan Lee, the trusty co-host, and I'm Keith Reza. So glad to have you, Larry. Well, hi, Alan. Hi, Keith. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we just started the show, so I haven't gotten to introduce you yet. Uh, but uh, but uh, so we're just going to introduce. You know what? What's this? Do your stuff. Uh, okay. You know what, Larry saying. And I'll be right here. Beautiful. It's like that commercial. You're killing me, Larry. He's saying that about us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was asked to do those ads and be a spokesman oh, oh, really? for Sit and Sleep Mattresses, those ads. That's fine. Oh, you and, uh, do, do you know why? Because of your name? Well, the uh, the owner is named Larry Miller. Oh. that's. And I went in to, to, to get a mattress. My wife said, why don't you go to uh, Sit and Sleep? <laughs> at that point, because the the owner is Larry Miller, and I said, you know what, that's a terrific idea. I don't know if wow. either of you guys are married yet, but no. that's a very good married response of, uh, you know, something that's a terrific idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think those commercials would be way better, too, because you're the funniest guy. and I think so, too, though, but I think I liked them a lot. Yeah. And I went down there and met Larry. I just liked him a lot, and... Uh, you know, it didn't work out. He said this was very nice, and he said I'd like you to, uh, I'd like you to uh, do the sit and sleep commercials and uh, be be this and that. And I said, well, that's terrific, you know. And uh, but uh, we never we never got a deal made. And uh, but I like the guy. I'll think, ah, I do it anytime. Yeah. That's, wow, that's an interesting. I can, I can imagine the introduction. It's like, hi, I'm Larry Miller. Hi, I'm Larry Miller. No, that doesn't happen to us. Yes, him. and then it goes immediately into a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we should, but, probably, but not even a not even a moment of maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> right into a fist fight, <laughs> battling Larry's. Well, we should probably uh, give you a proper introduction, yes, real yes, fast. Indeed, sir. Um, our guest tonight on the, uh, Razor Riffs is uh, the great Larry Miller. You've seen him on hit movies like Pretty Woman, uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, Princess uh, Princess Diaries, Get Princess Smart, Princess. Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang. The great Larry Miller. Yay! He called before the show. How, hey, Larry, how are you? Hey, Larry. <laughs> well, it's just uh, actually terrific. I just had a I had a great show business day, and I think I think your listeners might enjoy knowing about this. What what does a great day in show business mean? Sometimes, and uh, because by the way, I just had a part in another movie, and I'm very glad about it. And awesome. I'll I'll be uh, leaving in a few days oh, for it. It was. Right. Uh, 
It was going to be originally Bob Balaban, the great Bob Balaban, was cast in it. And uh, it turns out he couldn't do it, so I was number two, I guess. And they, they called me and said, uh, they called my manager and said, hey, would uh, would Larry like to do this? And uh, the answer was, Larry would. Fantastic. And so, but you know what? The truth is with show business, so at on this you know day to read a script that you've already been offered i mean folks this is this is really something yeah. and then to me have a meeting with uh with people on something else that i'm writing and then i went to uh, we have some kids and uh in our family here we have some kids sounded like a stupid way to say it but it's not <laughs> and 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 uh, then i went out to uh my wife got home. She's in, she's in show business too. We're a show business family. She's executive producer of the show Casey Undercover, oh, and wow. uh, she's a great writer producer. And I I went to a, a Chinese restaurant for dinner just myself, and then I came back to talk to you guys and and be on your show. And to me, that's a great day in show business. Oh, oh, fantastic. I, I totally agree. I think the best part of the day is you, you got a part in a movie. That's great. Congratulations. Thank fantastic. Thank you. And you know what? You're uh, you're right. I love these things. This business. I'm a, I'm a comedian and a writer and an actor, and I love them all. I was made for them all. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty neat when, uh, well, folks making a movie say to themselves, how about Larry for this? <laughs> and uh, that's pretty neat. That's fantastic. Now, uh, Larry, I, I had, I had a, this was the first question I was going to ask you, and I kind of already broke the rule. But um, I always, I was always taught growing up to call people you really respect, like by their name. So I was going to call you Mister Johnson, you know, because you are actually one of my favorite comics ever and one of my comic influences. But do you prefer to be called Larry or Mr. Johnson? Because I want to be, like, totally proper to you, and I don't want to lose your respect. Well, I think... I mean, Larry Miller. <laughs> oh, I had a joke right there! <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know where you were going with that. I was befuddled. No, no, no. no. I, 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 was, I, I used Johnson because Johnson, but, like, you know, I wanted to use an example. Oh, I didn't, yeah, know, yeah. I didn't know if you oh, forgot I know. It. our guest's I know, name. I know why you used it, yeah. and it was good. <laughs> but great. That's that's the whole thing about living and working with comics. Something has got to be coming all the time. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to you know, talk show, whether it's a Tonight Show or anything else, you know, the guest on before you or after you never interrupts and then says, uh, hey, by the way, are those new shoes? <laughs> and because something is coming right around the bed. Sure. In any case... Uh, that's very sweet of you to say those nice things, and uh, it means a lot to me because I feel the same way. Yeah. I will never stop loving everyone in showbiz is getting a terrific kick out of this. I uh, it just popped into my head this one of well Leslie Nielsen Leslie Nielsen has just has passed away of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, Leslie. <laughs> excuse me, been a couple of years I guess, and. Uh, Boy, he was always great as a dramatic actor, a handsome leading man. And then, as everyone knows, or ought to know, then, you know, in the second half of his life and career, he became the funniest man in show business. Mm -hmm. yeah. And 
and I was uh, I was on the uh, the Letterman show with him. This is uh, uh, oh, a few years ago, I guess, or five, seven years ago, something like that. And uh, my parents, I grew up in New York and was uh, born in New York, and my parents came to the show at NBC there at, at uh, Rockefeller Center, and uh, they came and uh, with me, and I, I, you know, I love my folks, and then they would see the show and be in the dressing room, and I saw Leslie Nielsen standing in the hallway there, right outside, between between the green room and hair and makeup, and, well, I always adored the guy, and I always, I had never met the guy, my parents were always the same as that, as, as me, just, you know, really good people who wanted to say hello. And what I didn't know was, Leslie Nielsen, maybe very few people may know this, or some of the folks out there may know this, but he always had a really wicked, wild sense of humor. Yeah. And in in every time, every second of every day, but I mean every second of every day, he always carried a little fart sound making machine. <laughs> and I mean, it was one of those plasticky things with a slice in it, a hole in it or something. <laughs> right and this guy was a, a virtuoso. This guy was, you know, was like a, the Vladimir Horowitz of the fart sound machine. And he never, ever didn't have that with him. Anyone, a movie set, a TV set, none <laughs> always had it with him and he would always always no matter what conversation he started i went over and uh to say hello and with my folks and he was well that thing you know nielsen did so well he was just gracious and just said oh well it's nice to meet you i'm glad we're on the show and he said that he turned to my parents and just said uh, mr and mrs miller i i have to tell you something it's very rare in show business to meet a talent as great as your son and he started talking like that <clears throat> excuse me and uh and then about five six seconds in he just he had his hands clasped in front of him and this thing in his hands and and so about five seconds into speaking to them he he squeezed it a certain way but <laughs> he was i'm I'm telling you, he was a master at it, and he always followed each sound with just saying to the people, he always just said, uh, I'm sorry, please forgive me, and then he would just keep talking, and and he would say, you know, in show business, to meet someone with uh, the greatest virtues, sure. like your son, and... I'm telling you, and my parents are always, you know, funny people, and they weren't thrown by anything. And after about the third one, because, you know, the first few, you start to think to yourself, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> and, fellas, I'm telling you that he just kept doing it and talking in the most sincere, gracious way. And, go, wah, 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 wah. and I, I mean, I'm telling you, he could do... 12, 15 different sounds and they all sounded only like one thing. Yeah. That thing. Sure. It, it could not be mistaken for anything else and he kept following everyone with a different version of, um, oh please forgive me, it must be something on the 8th floor here. And, uh, <laughs> and then he'd go back to talking and he never stopped and about five or six of them in, he kept going and we're in the hallway and my parents and I, I'm telling you, 
were crying. We were laughing so hard. <laughs> and he he just didn't stop. And it must have gone on for another two or three minutes because we were too physically and weak yeah. and emotionally destroyed because he was so funny with it. Oh. And God bless him, he would just stand there and go right back in the same structure, making a different sound and then a different apology. Uh, um, oh, that's gracious. I've spoken to doctors about that, but they don't know what to do. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, and then I had to go and into makeup or something, and I... And because which is lucky because I was I was crying I'd been laughing so hard oh. and you and I and anyone all comics know something about laughter yeah. but I'm telling you I'm telling you this is on the list of the two or three most hysterical moments of life <laughs> and uh, and by the way there was no wrap up to it yeah there was no he was very sweet, and he always had a nice smile, but there was never any <laughs> sense of, uh, well, I hope you didn't mind that. Mind, and that, mind that. It was great. There was zero wrap-up to it. And uh, my parents were also, they had to sit down in the green room because I'm telling you, we were we were weak. We, we couldn't take any more standing because we'd just been laughing so much. Oh, that, that's a hilarious oh, wow. story. That's hilarious. So, Mr. Miller, do you prefer to be called Mr. Miller or Larry? Oh, well, that's, I guess that's typical for comedy, too. You give a 12-minute answer to a question. Uh, it's very sweet of you to say that or to ask, but, of course, we're just, well, come on now. Yeah. We're, we're Larry and friends. We're brothers in comedy here. Right, yeah. Well, no, I, I didn't mean any disrespect. I, I just the first name that came out was Johnson. I know your name, but like I was giving an example. Like I love you, Larry Miller. Like that's what I'm saying. But, um, and you know what? Thank you. It's uh, believe me. If you have, if you have the, if your head is screwed on straight in show business, and believe me, folks, that's a big if. Yeah. But if there, mm -hmm. if your head is screwed on straight in show business, yeah, you dig what everybody does in any way they come out with something I mean for crying out loud you know whether it's the great Leslie Nielsen doing that bit but or any of us yeah. you know and I, I don't think I've done I don't think I've done bits before taping a talk show I don't think whatever if you want to call that a bit but I'm telling you this guy was the funniest man on earth when he was doing that yeah I I wish I would have met him because I would have loved for him to do that to my family. Like, be, it was unbelievable. Yeah, give my family a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like, really break the ice of the family. <laughs> uh, but uh, Larry, there, there's something I wanted to ask you: is um, your comedy style is so unique that uh, it doesn't? It does. It seems like there's a few comedians nowadays that try and take that style, but no one really hits it. Like, for example, your your five days of drinking joke. You I love that. I love that structure in that. The way that that was a amazing. Idea. Yeah, but it, it, it was like Thanks, one, it was like one joke compared to thirty jokes, and then another one joke compared it's to thirty jokes. It's cool. Yeah, he says it's cool. It's cool. We're talking about that. So like a lot of comics you know don't take that style, and yeah, when they do, they totally butcher it. Like like that's like 
like you're the father of that type of humor, you know, because you only you pulled it off. Like that feels like does that make you feel good that comics are trying to do that style? You know what? First of all, I I know what you're getting at, and what makes me feel good is that I can do that style, and that people like you guys appreciate it. Yeah, and everyone out there in audiences, in theaters and clubs all over America. Yeah, and uh, I didn't I didn't know you know that was essentially that kind of foundation from college. By the way. I have, our older son is a Marine. He didn't want to uh, go to college. He had straight A's and he was a national athlete. And uh, he just, well, I adore him. I love him. But, you know, he's he's the greatest. And he didn't want to go to college. And he said, I want to be a Marine. Wow. Yeah, and uh, feet. he's, uh, well, he, he is too, by the way. He's already served in the Middle East. Fantastic. Wow. And uh, he's, he's somewhere, he's deployed somewhere else now. And I, I can't take you where I can't tell you where that's that may sound goofy, but no, no, the no, commander totally and asked me not to say things about where he is. Something no. about if your if your dad's in show business or your mom's in show business, they don't want to just release where you are. Yeah, I, I totally but, understand that. And uh, but his senior year in high school, when uh, we you know, he sat us down, uh, my wife and uh, me, and he. Uh, he wanted to. Uh, he wanted to just talk about. Yeah, he's going to join the Marines. He wants to be a Marine, and uh, uh, you know, my wife said, just, "Well, you know, a typical parents' question, which is a good one. Of well, what about college? You know, don't uh, you know you could join uh, college? I'm sure you can hear those dogs barking. By the way, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's um, it's part of the story. You know. Well, that's uh, that's the way you know doggies are, and you know there's one. I just love one, and uh, and my wife uh, loves the other, and the other one loves my wife, and and that's all I'm going to say about it. But but uh, my son sat us down, there and he was uh, well, 17 years old, and a senior in high school, and he was saying he wants to be a marine, and uh, and he says to me, "Well, Dad." Uh, of course, we're as proud as we could be about him. And uh, he said to me, though, my, after my wife said, what about college? He said, well, Dad, you you love going to your college, and your friends are all really close, and you guys are all still good friends. And I, I know you had uh, some good times. Could you tell me one, one or two stories? Maybe I'll, you know, that makes me think about college more. Or And I, I was thrilled. Yes, that I just... Look to my wife with a smile, because I have the greatest stories in the history of college. Yeah. <laughs> I have, my stories are frightening, they're so good. And uh, I just knew, I said, and my wife knows that too. Hmm. And I said, I'm glad you asked. Well, and I figure, I'll tell a story or two, and he'll sign right up at any school that'll take him. And uh, so I said, all right, all right, let's see. And I go through the card catalog in my head and there are about 15, 20 just shatteringly good stories and I uh, pick one I said okay here we go and I, I start to tell it and then fellas, it hits me like a truck I, I, I realized in just a second that every single one of my stories ends with 
and then the cops came. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean in one fashion or another, or a couple of them, I mean every one. (laughs) And I I started the story, and I I stopped, and I was kind of blinking, and I just looked at my my son, and and he's smiling, waiting, and I looked at my wife, and she's a little puzzled, and I realized there's no story I can tell him that I would want to tell him. Now, they're all about beer and women, but there are nice ways to talk about beer and women, yeah. and there are uh, you know, other ways that end with, and then the cops came. <laughs> and he, he, looked, he looked at me, and the, my wife looked at me, and all I could do was I just held my hand out, we shook hands, and I said, gung-ho, pal. <laughs> and my wife looked at me, what in the world did you just go through? And, uh, you know, God bless him, he's been a, a great Marine so far. In fact, he's, he was the poet I mentioned in the Middle East, and I can't uh, ask not to say exactly where, but they were in it, in harm's way. And... Uh, and uh, when he came back, my wife and I were, uh, of course, we thought about him every day. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't hurt, and thank God they, well, they lost someone from the company, but, uh, and he was fine when he came back, and it was very sweet to go down and pick him up at the Marine base. Well, here we are in Southern California, right on the coast, they're loaded with Marine bases, and uh, we were just thrilled he was fine. What's that? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. Oh, we, oh, did, we didn't say. We anything. didn't say anything. Oh, uh, did the cops come? It's one of, the, well, it's one of those stories I should have told. <laughs> but um, he was uh, he was at home. He was fine. We were thrilled, of course, on that, for every good reason. And then he said to me, "They go through a whole debriefing, and they have to, you know, get back and get." We re- acclimated to where they're going to be and where they're going next. Right. And, uh, but he was fine and we were fine and there wasn't one tiny thing we worried about. And then, right after we finished, well, the debriefing and everything that he had to go through, about a week and a half of, uh, of physical and, uh, you know, historical things that they had done, he said to me, oh, my wife and I said to him, well, what are you doing uh, this weekend? Because, uh, we will come down. We'll see you. We'll just come down there and we'll grab a hotel room. And he said, uh, well, no, uh, a couple of the fellows from the company and I are going to the St. Patrick's Day Parade in San Diego. Then I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> You're serving in war as a Marine. And that was fine. Yeah. But going to... Uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration in the streets of a major city. I, I thought, well, what are, you, are you kidding? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> and he said to me, well, you know, I, uh, I said, you're probably going to go in and out of every bar they have. And he said, well, I am 21, Dad. <laughs> and I said, I, I know what you are. I was there for the whole thing. <laughs> and he was. He turned 21 just before his deployment ended in the Middle East. And they won by the way. They, so they were all in that company. They were all 21, and they flew uh, to Dublin, and then from Dublin back to back to America, back to uh, Southern California. But I remember thinking, 
Oh, perfect place for 21-year-old Marines to go for three hours where they have in between flights. Yeah. Where are you going to be? Dublin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, as long as I'm not worried about you drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> and they all did that. They had their, their captain there, gathered them together, and said, all right, fellows, you have two and a half hours in between flights. So you can be, you can't leave the airport or the, or, or you know, this this whole place. You can't leave where the airlines are, where the gates are. But uh, he said, now listen, hey, if you're going to go to one of the pubs here, you're allowed two drinks. I just spoke to the colonel, <laughs> and he was the captain, and the, I just spoke to the colonel, and the colonel said, get out two drinks. <laughs> My son said to me, even as the captain was saying that, he, he just looked at all their faces. And, and it's just been to a well, a tough deployment in a tough part of the world, and they all just turned 21. <laughs> you can have two drinks, and uh, even the captain just muttered, Ah, oh, the hell with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knew that even as he was speaking, the captain just said, uh, Okay, just be back here at 45 minutes before we board the plane. <laughs> Uh, but any, anyway, it's uh, funny. Everything is good for comedy in life. Yeah. If you love being a comic, and if you're made to be a comic, everything is good for it. Yeah, that was awesome because you just told us a story for ten minutes, and it was nothing but jokes. Like that's that's one of the amazing things about you. You it's just about life. Just... Life is a joke. Well, I was trying to my, say that well, yeah, one of the most admirer things about his art is he just he said life is yeah. a joke. Joke is life. I thought I got that. I got that from you, Larry. What, whatever I thought. <laughs> that you know, well, that's exactly what it is. Thank you. Joke, life, life, joke, <laughs> and that's the way. That's the way it should be. Thank you. Yeah, I I tell totally, you know. We're, we're still, mm -hmm. Wait, what were you going to say? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I keep talking over you or no. one, no, one no, of us no, speaks. No, no, no. Sort of one of, the, one of the sound system kinds kind of vanishes. No, you, you know what it is? Is a, uh, I was hooking up the Skype and, you know, right when you called, because you called twice the first time I accidentally hung up on you and I was, so maybe I didn't hook it up with clear connection or something. But, all right. We should be good now. Can you hear us better? Oh, yeah. No, I, I hear you just fine, but sometimes I think you, I'm talking over you and oh, you're no. talking over me. It's been, it's and been uh, the dogs don't mind. They're just lying on the bed now. <laughs> Larry, I, I have a question. Um, what, what was it? What's it like? Uh, because in all the movies you do, you your scenes are always the funniest and your characters outshine the main characters like I'll, I'll give you an example for the nutty professor i felt i saw that movie with my grandfather when i was eight or nine i thought you outshined eddie murphy in every single scene that you did with him and like that well first of all that's awfully nice of you to say yeah. but it's much different it's good lord the work that eddie murphy did to do all of those characters yeah and to, you know, be sitting, good Lord, you know, that was like four hours just to get into the fat suit. Really? And, and two hours to get out of it. 
and there was so much work put in on every one of those characters and when filming they would have uh, tennis balls on the top of a microphone stands or sitting all around say the dining room table mm -hmm. and so he would play the tennis ball as the faces so I'll, I'll tell you what boy that uh, that fellow played the heck out of those movies and in fact I remember now, Jack Nicholson won Best Actor that year, when the first Nutty Professor came out. And uh, to say the least, Jack Nicholson, good Lord, is a fabulous actor. And, and in his interview with the press after winning the Oscar, they uh, said something nice and congratulatory, and he said... Uh, Nicholson said, you know, that's awfully nice, and thank you, and I'm very glad and very happy about this, but I have to be honest with you. The best actor this year was Eddie Murphy in Nutty Professor. Oh. And, and uh, it was just out of nowhere, and he, he really meant it. And, well, I had to, I had to agree with that. That's a, boy, those, that acting he did was, that was, oh, good Lord, acting. It was, it was... It was so good. And by the way, I loved being the dean. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, I've, it's not the first dean I've played, but as I've, I've remarked before, well, John Wayne didn't play just one sheriff. And, <laughs> you know, I, I loved being that dean. Tom Studiak, a wonderful director, and he, he was open to everything, whatever idea. He really n nourishes his actors, and Whatever you come up with, you can run over and just say to, to the base camp, which is where all the director and producers sit, and everybody sits there, and the lady holding the script, and uh, you just say, hey, how about this? If we stay here and you know, shoot this, you can keep the camera angle there, and for the other part, you can pitch anything. And, you know, a couple of them are good ideas, and he would look at me and then just glance over at Jim Brubaker, who was the producer, really knew how to make movies and they looked at each other should we do that can we do it now do we have enough time before lunch or after anything after the next shot to just do that and a couple of times we did yeah. where you know they can just move in or dolly in close up and uh, or follow you as you walk down the aisle with everyone there doing their dancing and uh Boy, it was wonderful, wonderful making those movies. But you know what, fellas? It's wonderful making any movie. I, I've, it's not just lip service. I, whether it's, uh, I've been in uh, low budget independent movies, uh, many of them, and uh, I've been in. Well, you know, you don't get much higher than, say, Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor movies. And yeah. I love being in those Christopher Guest movies. Mm -hmm. I just love that guy. And I'm telling you, though, every set I've been on, anywhere on location, anywhere just in here in Los Angeles, anywhere, I have loved it. When people say to me, man, for instance, we were on the location, I remember once, and one of the uh, actors said to me at lunch, you know, so we're all sitting at a table, one of the actors said, uh, well, I don't know, I should get, get some food in my trailer, I guess, because this, this caterer is terrible. And 
<laughs> I looked at him and said, you know, with big cheeks full of food, and I looked at him and said, you know, it tastes pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way I've always felt. That's great. You that know, was really great. Cater is bad. What are you talking about? It, whether it's been in, as I said, low budget, high budget, it doesn't matter what the budget is. There's someone is going to make some good good food, and it's free. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to complain about crap movie food. I always saw it in the few times that I've been on a set. I never complained about it. I've never been on a set, so. Well, I haven't. I tell you, and obviously Larry knows that movie food is very good. It, it, don't you? Well, don't, Larry just said that. <laughs> I, I think it's very good. I, I agree. But you're looking Ro- at me. Roast it, beef and, and it I mean, is it, true. It's true, and <laughs> food is terrific. Good Lord. they And in between meals, We'll bring around trays of food. Oh, wow, it's a sort of like uh, waiters at a cocktail party, and they'll bring around trays of food that are, and even those l- littler things are still, you know, tuna salad sandwiches with everything on it. Yeah, yeah. And so you want to say, you know what? You can go off campus and get yourself a couple of meatballs somewhere, and that's fine with me. But. <laughs> I'm I believe sti- I'm going to stick with the caterer here. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> Larry, Larry, do you like uh, Twitter questions? We have some Twitter, Twitter. questions from the, my Twitter followers. First of all, let's let's see. I, I, maybe I'll love these. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we like to call these fake Twitter questions because they're real questions, but we think the names are fake. You know how, like, so we'll just get into it. Uh Twitter question from Minus Man Paul. Uh, was it hard playing Walter in 10 Things on the series after you did the movie, and did you ever wear the belly for kicks? <laughs> you know what? It wasn't hard at all because, uh, well, the same director, Gil Younger, who made the movie, was uh, working on the series, and he was the one who called me up and said, hey, you know what, let's do this. You have to do this. Yeah. And uh, what a good cast they had. Lindsay Shaw is still one of the best actresses I've ever run into. She played one of my daughters. And uh, But there was, that was great to me, to drive there every day. And that was uh, going north into uh, into a deep part of the valley to do and Boy, I, I think we did a good job and uh, did a couple of seasons on that. And uh, But once again, that's something that I think the movie was very good. Oh, yeah. The movie is one of, it's considered one of the best uh, classical romantic comedies. So, Oh, I think, I, I think I would agree with that. And not just because I'm in it, but we had a chance to be, to be, Sweet, to be romantic, to be funny, and to show a family. Remember, everything in any kind of comedy is still based on very basic principles of the relationship of the characters. Yeah. Yes. You know, those people, especially those folks in that family, well, virtually everything comes is written and acted and directed on the, that premise of they're a family. And we can still make it funny, but everything of, well, she wants to go to college here, and then I'd have to say goodbye to her. And the other one is still doing doing this, and 
if you play with that premise, meaning not uh, not play with it, change it, but if you work on that premise in your part every day, and you say, hey, wait a minute, I really care about these two girls. They're my daughters. Yeah. And my wife in that ep- in that movie, in that story, my wife just took off. She ran off. And that hurt me, and it hurt the girls. And you know what? If you never lose sight of that, there's always a way to then be funny with it. Yeah. That to, to say, you know, good Lord, here I am, I'm a... I'm a surgeon and a doctor who you know knows everything about well women and how babies are made and grow and uh, everything about that. There's a chance to be funny with all of it. Yeah. That you realize there's someone in charge when a woman is goes in on that stretcher and the guy in charge was me. <laughs> so these are all very basic things that are very important, very good principles to go with. And if it's real. It can be funny any different way, but start with making it real. Yeah, I totally agree. One of my favorite lines in that movie is when you say, yeah, she wasn't so doped up. (laughs) (laughs) And also working with Gil, that was was an ad-libbed line. I I am. I could tell, I could tell, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said I could tell that was ad-libbed because with your humor... Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you did, but that's, see, that's another great part of acting when the director works a certain way. The Christopher Guest movies are the same on that. He's, he's a great director. Look, I don't think the world of that guy anyway as an actor and as a, as a dramatic and funny man. He can do it all. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, though, when, uh, when he does his takes, and those Christopher Guest those takes that are often one or two or three minutes long. These are that's very long for a take. And what he does is keep talking you through it, and just says, uh, "You know what I like that? Just just go back, start there again, and put that in with this and that." And uh, boy, it's just a great way to work. And there are other great ways to work that are just right by the book, right down the line. And if the director thinks that way and sees things that way, that can be terrific too. But, you know, I guess I love it all. I guess I'm uh, the happiest guy on Broadway. Uh-huh. So that wasn't that wasn't a tough Twitter question, right? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, the answer, 14 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, well, we, our second Twitter question is uh, from Princess Diary 01. Larry, is there any chance to bring your one-man show cocktails into a Netflix special? That's a good question. Oh, boy, what a good idea. Yeah, it's a great question. What a good idea. I'm writing another one-man show now, in fact. And um, because, as folks know, the first one did very well. It was called Cocktails with Larry Miller. Yeah. And uh, it was in theaters all over America and uh, in Canada, too. And, uh, boy, I love that. I love the whole concept of... You're you're a one man show, and uh, you're in beautiful theaters. And uh, but so I'm writing another one now. It's gonna well, it's gonna take a while. It takes a while to write these things, man. Right? But you guys, it takes me a while. Yeah. And uh, thank you, the whoever the the whoever sent that tweet. Uh, it was Princess Diary uh, One. 
It was what? It was Princess Diary 01. Man, those movies were yeah. great, too. The Princess Diary movies. You know, uh, well, I, I loved also Gary Marshall. I was in many of his things. You mentioned Pretty Woman before. That was the first time I met Gary Marshall. He cast me in that. And uh, Dory Zuckerman, the casting woman, brought me in to see him. And... Uh, and we were all happy, and the uh, we he and I just riffed a little, just improvised on certain things. Yeah. And uh, this is a guy who was open for anything. He he was so smart and so funny. Boy, oh boy, that whole Marshall family is. But that Gary Marshall, he asked me once in, in the Princess Diary movies, in one of those, in the first one or the, well, the second one, maybe, but maybe it was the second one. But he said to me. Uh, he put. He also cast two women to be with me, who were pretty women and w wearing fancy clothes, and uh, only spoke German <laughs> as characters. And uh, he said to me to learn some German insults I could throw at them. And the cinematographer of that movie, I can't remember his name, but was very well known, very successful, and he was German. He was from Germany. And Gary said to me in between takes. Go ask Walter there, you know, because he'll give you to say you're looking for insults in Germany. Tell him you want insults in Germany. I went over to him, and he thought I was being offensive. <laughs> he thought I was, for some reason, trying to insult him, which is, I would never do that. And then that would never happen anyway. And so... I said to him, I asked him for some of those things that are, you know, sound, don't have to be dirty. They, we don't want them dirty. But that he says uh, that, uh, that this character, my character, Paolo, would say things that, you know, really make the, these two women snap, too. And he said he got, he got stiff, and uh, Walter did, and he just uh, insulted me. He just said, no, there are no such things. There are no such things in German. And... He walked away, and you ran off the bat. I laughed too when you did because if there's one culture and language where you think of insulting things being said, I think Germany has to be up there. And the top three. So he said that to me. Uh, yeah. I went over just again about a minute later. I said, "No, Walter, I'm not try trying to, you know, uh, be insulting Gary." Gary thought that it would be funny if we could do this. It's, no. No such thing. And, uh, <laughs> no such thing. And same thing. And uh, so I went back to the base camp there again. And Gary says, did you get from him? And uh, he will give you good stuff. I said, I think not. We didn't, I didn't get anything from him because I think he thinks I'm insulting him. <laughs> by that. And he just laughed and said, oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. And he got what it would sound like to Walter. So he's, he said, come over here. He said, I went with him, and Gary then said to Walter, you know, uh, listen, this is what I'm looking for, so give it to him now, please. And he's the, he's a very nice young man. He's, he's not trying to make fun of you. <laughs> but uh, So he gave me some stuff, and I used it. But not surprisingly, that was well, the last time Walter and I chatted on that movie. Oh. Yeah, I like the line where uh, you say, uh, you want to hear a secret? The cucumbers do absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Wait, and everything in a Gary Marshall movie again, what a storyteller he was. But everything could just be turned into something funny. Yeah. And uh, off the cuff or just some of the characters, uh, and he came up with that with that one. He said, uh, he said, you take your glasses off and you then you crack them because you're upset about this. Because my my hairbrush had just broken in her hair that was still like, you know, ape hair, like wolf hair. And <laughs> and so the, the brush intentionally is part of the character. Just, sure just cracks it you know snaps pine and uh so when i took her glasses off because she didn't want to as a character she didn't want to lose the glasses and i said i took them off as she was sitting in the chair and i just snapped them in two and and she looked at me and said that you broke my glasses and i said to her you broke my brush <laughs> and that's a great scene <laughs> and yeah. It, it's yeah it's a good scene and and you know what? One of the biggest joys of those movies was if there is any woman on earth who is a natural queen in all mm-hmm. ways, mm-hmm. it has to be Julie Andrews. Oh, she's a, she, and she's a great one. I just loved being with her, working with her. She was, oh, what a treat. What a talent. Yeah. And we could just yak in between things. She was just a joy. And uh, when she sang on the second movie, she uh, got her voice back enough to sing. She had had an operation or something. And she was going to sing again as this character, as the queen. And I will never forget because I had an office at Universal also. And so even when I wasn't working on it, I would always come by the set mm-hmm. of, of the movie, either, you know, so just hang out there in the trailers and at base camp. But I came to see her sing, to stand behind the sets, to stand at base camp there and to watch her sing, sing because it was very moving. And do you know that all the biggest people at Universal and these are some tough people. And another six or seven of those folks all came by, too, for the same reason. Just to quietly stand there and watch Julie Andrews sing again. Wow. And uh, that I noticed that, and I was with them, and I remember thinking, boy, that's very moving to watch Julie Andrews, but it's very, it's very touching also to see a lot of these big shots come down for the same reason. Yeah. That must have been quite a feeling. Uh, Mr. Miller, I'm not trying to change the subject, but i got to be respectful to your time, and uh, you've gone way over it. We, so uh, is there a place there folks can find you in, on Facebook or Twitter? Yes. Uh, first of all, there's uh, I, I love podcasting and i have a show myself the larry miller show show. we listen to it and that's uh the uh the website is it's a show shows how dumb i am about things when i promote it on the air or even just now it still takes me five seconds to remember what the name of it is yeah and i mean to say oh it's the uh the website and this is the website it's LarryMillerPodcast.com and I'm very proud of it and 
I love the whole forum. That's why I was looking forward to meeting you guys like this. Oh, oh, so you terrific you forum. So, thank you so much. So good you I mean, I know it's hard to even do to L.A. Things. on a 7 o'clock with traffic, but, I mean, thank you so much for taking time oh. to f- phone us in and stuff. And I wanted to say... Guys? Yeah. Until the, we meet officially... Yes. ...on a set somewhere oh, or please. anywhere... And we won't leave this set without having the meal there with you. <laughs> You'll like it as you never have before. <laughs> Larry Miller, thank you so much. Larry really Miller, thank you. It. Wow. Thanks, guys. Have a good night, pal. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Wow. Larry Miller, guys. What a party. You know what? I'm going to tell you something right now. I thought it was cool how he just called and like we couldn't even get to the opening remarks. This is a, jumped listen, right no, into no, it. This is a party. I that told was you awesome. how many times have I told you that what is happening here? This is not just a regular podcast. This is a party. That's like your new slogan. It is. This, it is. We need. I, well, I believe it's a party. it. It is. I like to party. <laughs> it was fun. I love to party with these people. They're oh, wonderful. Man. I didn't get to my. We, we we only got to two Twitter questions. I think. I think. I think. But I I, the, I the found I found the pattern yeah. on on mm-hmm. the Twitter on the fake Twitter questions. The they were each uh, the name of a movie that he did. Oh. Princess Diaries and the, and the, the then, man, uh, uh, minus man. Okay. Okay. You know, and then sure. like the other Twitter questions, we can't say them. But uh, uh, kiss bang, kiss bang, kiss kiss bang bang. Yeah, yeah. But the the Twitter question was the oh, they actually was, used the title and they broke yeah. it. Yeah, oh, interesting. I thought that was actually original. Mm-hmm. And then Earl Redburn, who uh, I think he played a character named Earl, and uh, undercover Haley Blues. <laughs> Where he was in the movie, he undercover blues, and he oh. played a character named Haley. He thought very highly of Eddie Murphy. Oh yeah, I because I, I, yeah, I you I, know what I actually do remember. I actually do remember Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson saying, saying that. And I remember I, was I said that's a comedy because yeah. when he said it, I think he was on the podium. And when he said it, what struck me was that he was talking about a comedy movie yeah. that he thought the actor you know was so good, you know, I think because he it. played six different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, it may have came off. Wrong. No, but no. I, what I, I wasn't insulting no, Murphy. No, I was saying all. that in the scenes that Larry were in, he, I felt he, 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 he took control yeah. of, the, of the funny. Yeah. You know, like right, right. That's what I was trying that's to say. That's yeah. I, 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 you know, I hope. I hope Larry uh, found sure. that. Well, if we get a call, you know, one of these days, and we knew you and I are in the comedy yeah. circuit, and then and then they say, well, Eddie was in here, and he was listening to that podcast where you said he couldn't act worth a damn. I didn't say that. And he says he would never be on this. You know, you know these comedies, comedians, how cruel they can be. Yeah, you hear what you hear what Keith said about you that that night. I didn't with Larry say that Bill. at all. No, I'm just saying these comedians can be. You know how they are. Yeah, because he did go off on Spade once. Yeah, and so and so he says, well, you know, I'm not going to be on that podcast. <laughs> if, if Keith thinks my acting sucks, screw him. <laughs> I did, I'm sorry. No, I'm just joking. No, We're no. just joking. I, I hope... This is my partner. I love you. <laughs> and then the Mr. Johnson thing. <laughs> I, you know what? I swear to God, I, I, I didn't... I thought you were making some kind of joke. I was making a joke about because... Johnson. Like, yeah. I, you know, that could have gone, that could have gone another way. That's what I was trying to you do. Know what a, you know what a Johnson... And then when... You, yeah. And then when you gave me really? the... Were you thinking that? Because I, yeah. I, I, I sort of said, no, nah, you know you're not doing that. You, I, thought, I was you know, totally thinking that. I was, I was trying to be... 
respectful, and I used Johnson because it's you know the, what we were talking about. And yes. then you, then you gave me the look of death. I was like, oh no, God, maybe he doesn't I think it's I, fun. No, 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 no. No, I was trying to say. I couldn't understand what you know. So, and then I, I, so I took a risk as a comedian to try a joke with my favorite comedian yeah, ever. Yeah. And you now were kinda, my, you were trying to like you were trying to be like Leslie Nielsen with the fart. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's, that, what, that, that's what he set up that story. I think. Like, oh, that that I tell you between that your was the Johnson, story. your Johnson, and the and the you know the little thing in his hand. I swear to God, you know what? I'm going to buy one now. I feel like I'm stealing material. <laughs> but I, I feel I feel like uh, Miss, Mr. Miller hates me now. Oh, no. no, no. But, so yeah. He said, no, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. He said, hope to see you on the set. No, 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 but I'm just, like, saying how. And then, like, the Eddie Murphy thing. But, man. It's, it's Eddie that we got to fear now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm running from Eddie Murphy. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll call him. You call him. Call anymore because you're the I one. I have no contact. You owe me an apology. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a jerk. <laughs> It'd be funny that next week he's here. You know, he says, "Yeah, f- yeah, I heard." That it. actually might happen. Matthew that- Modine was here before us. Oh, and and Esai Morales. Yeah, like man, I I got starstruck when I saw Matthew Modine. And you know who you didn't see, by the way, who she? Oh my God. Oh my God! You know who was here as well, and she was. I saw her, and I said, "Thank you very much, Francesca Fisher, the former wife of Clint Eastwood, who was at the event that I went in West Hollywood. I went. I love that event." She's, "Oh, you were there. It was so cool, Francesca Fisher." Yeah, she was in in uh, you know the movie the Western. Uh, she, she was the Unforgiven. Yeah, she was. She was the you know the pro- she, the she prostitute. Married to Clint, yeah. Clint. Yeah, remember she was Unforgiven. The, the, beat her and all that yeah she was right she was right at the door you didn't see her yeah because i was too busy looking at matthew modine and just yeah you were gaga over Ma- matthew modine i thought it was that was that was cool but yeah i was ga- i was gaga over isai yeah who by the way gave me gave me this firm handshake he's running for uh national president of screen actors guild and as i told you last weekend i lied i didn't pay my dues <laughs> Yeah, it was weird that all these screen actors were in the studio Isn't that, because is that they karma? were they're voting and and then and then I the struggle. Say Martin Sheen was here too. Did we see Martin? No, no, Sheen? no, no. Oh no, no he's just on no, the no, ballot. No, no, dude, dude, no, no, no. That we didn't see that. Uh, no, well, he was not here. But he, but he is on the ballot. Right? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I think he I, is I think on the ballot because well, someone was saying Martin Sheen, and I was too gaga over there's Matthew there's, Modine. There's Forty people you got to look at. Oh, my God. You got it right. Yeah, yeah. So, 72. Martin 72. Sheen. Beautiful. Yeah. So you're out there voting. Martin Sheen is running. Number 72. 72. And you should vote for him because he's Charlie Sheen's dad. He's got my I'm vote. I'm voting for Esai Morales. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, once again, uh, thank you so much to the great, the funniest guy in the world. Larry, Larry Miller. Larry Miller, man. And you can check out his podcast at www.LarryMillerPodcast.com. Uh, Alan Lee, we got to wrap it up. Do you have anything quickly? Uh, only no, no. I'm uh, relaxing. I'm writing. I'm relaxing. I'm I'm in my little you know place that I live in, and I'm I'm very happy. I, I just walk to the grocery store, get my bottle, and then I go home and I just try to write, and I play games on Facebook, <laughs> as you know. Yeah. You you don't do that. You're so committed. You are a comics comic. Uh, no, Larry. Yeah, uh, comics, Larry? Comic, comic, a comics comic is Larry Miller. That is Larry Miller. You're not Larry Miller. Uh, no, I wish I was. <laughs> uh, Sam just gave me a light, and I Uh-oh. think uh, I think we should uh, leave on a very funny uh, quote. Cucumbers don't do anything. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's All right, guys, cute. I'm Keith Reza, Alan and Lee, one and only. See you next week. Yeah.
You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, write, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it. And we'll rift with you again soon.